Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. So many questions go through our head when we're facing this thing called covert narcissism. And I was recently interviewed by someone who had some of these questions. And I would like to share, you know, some of that interview here with you guys. And I I was asked questions like, you know, how did I figure it out? How did I first discover covert narcissism and, and really put it together that that's what was going on in my world? And questions like, what is a covert narcissist or what does a relationship with a covert narcissist look like? And another big question is, so, okay, I do think I'm with a covert narcissist. Now what? What do I do next? These questions were all part of this interview. And I want to share that with you here. So I'm, I'm about to hit the go button and just let you guys hear this part of the interview. And uh, introduce myself real quick. I am Renee Swanson, the host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. And my goal on the podcasting is to do two episodes per week. I will admit, though, in the summer, I'm not going to be able to do that. I work a, a 12, hour, 12 hours a day in the summer, a job that really occupies my summertime. But in the school year, so nine months out of the year, I will be hitting two podcasts a week. So if you've kind of noticed that change, I just wanted to give you a heads up why. So, all right, here is the interview. I hope that it speaks to you, and I will see you at the end. So uh, I went to counseling. I was in my marriage and um, struggling for all I was worth, trying to figure out what was going on. Finally, a friend convinced me to go see a therapist. I went to a therapist. I was in his office for about five minutes starting to explain what was going on. And he said, have you heard the word narcissist? And I said, yeah, I've heard it. I don't know much about it. He starts describing what a narcissist is. He describes my marriage like almost perfectly, but not quite. Like it was almost right, but not quite right. And so he recommended I go home and read this book. And the book was titled um, The Wizard of Oz and Other Narcissists. So I go home, I stop at the bookstore on the way home, I grab this book, I go home, and after everybody had gone to bed, I pull this book out and I start reading. First chapter, all about narcissism. And again, it's not quite right. It's almost like the descriptions. I'm like, yes, this is exactly how he feels. This is how he talks. This is, but something was missing. Chapter two was on covert narcissism. And when I started reading that chapter, I went, bingo, that's the one. That's what's going on here. And that was how I found it. The next question I was asked is why the Wizard of Oz? That's the title of the book I had read. What does that have to do with anything? What's that connection? So the Wizard of Oz being, you know, he's he's this little person who is acting like he's the king of the world and ruling and and he's got everybody afraid of him and and he's in charge and all of this and behind the curtain he's just this little humble broken down person who who is, you know, still trying to hide behind that image. So it's the image, the mask, the you know, can't show the world who I really am. That's that's all fits in with narcissism. So the question is, what is a covert narcissist? I get asked that question a lot, actually. And an overt narcissist is kind of the contrast of where that comes from. So an overt narcissist is a person who's more in-your-face narcissistic. They are arrogant. They are the life of the party. They are entitled to anything and everything. Their whole world centers around them. A covert narcissist carries these same traits, but they don't show them in an extroverted way. They internalize all of that. And so instead of um, physical abuse or, or the more 
the more obvious abuse, what it comes out is, is it's a much more hidden abuse. It is uh, emotional abuse. It is psychological abuse. It is making everything your fault. Um, everything is on your shoulders, and they are the constant victim. So an overt narcissist is the life of the party. A covert narcissist is the victim of the world. So, so I get asked a lot, what does a, the relationship with a covert narcissist really truly look like so that people can have their eyes open to what's going on? And so I want to give a couple of examples of, of what I'm talking about, about that relationship with a covert narcissist. One is you never, ever reach a point of reconciliation with a covert narcissist. So in a healthy relationship, what I see and what I hear from with other people, in a healthy relationship... You, you come together and you work it out together. Both sides carry some of the blame. Both sides carry some of the responsibility. But you reach that point where both sides can say, hey, I, I shouldn't have done it this way, but you shouldn't have done it that way. And both sides can carry that together. And they apologize and they, they come to a, a point of reconciliation and they let it go. It doesn't exist anymore. It's like it, it disappears in the clouds. When you're with a covert narcissist, that never happens. So um, I, I'll give you an example of I, I was um, in the kitchen. My, my husband was cleaning up the kitchen. And just randomly, I had asked our son to help him empty the dishwasher. I said, hey, you know, go help your dad empty the dishwasher. Well, that right there apparently hurt his feelings so much that he had to go upstairs and close himself in the guest room for 45 minutes and sulk because I had hurt his feelings. I had no idea. How have I hurt his feelings? What in the world did I do wrong? And, and all I had done apparently wrong was asked our son to help him empty the dishwasher. Well, later we tried to talk about it because I was like, I don't want to leave this hanging, you know, and, and I'm not the kind that want to leave things hanging. Well, he would always tell me he wasn't the kind to leave things hanging either, but here's what would happen. I'd go back up and I'd go, okay, what, you know, are you okay? What's going on? Well, you really hurt my feelings there, you know, when you, when you told me that I wasn't good enough to be able to empty the dishwasher by myself. And I'm in total shock going, I never said that. I, it's a good thing to teach our son to be helpful in the kitchen. I thought this was a positive thing. And in his eyes, he's seeing it as, yeah, but you really hurt me. You made me feel like I was worthless and that I can't do anything in the kitchen. And you've done that before. Remember that time? And, and all this past starts coming up. Remember that time when, you know, you didn't want me to help with this or that? And it's random things that are all just situational, but they keep tally in their mind. And so that all comes roaring back and so not only did you apologize for it five years ago you apologize again six months later you apologize again four months later you apologize every time this loops back around you're apologizing for everything all over again and you end up in this circular conversation it started with me saying isn't it a good thing that our son helps in the kitchen and the next thing I know, I'm apologizing because I didn't wash the windows three years ago on a stormy day. Like it, everything just loops around and around and around. And they call them circular conversations. I call them circular conversations from hell. They are horrible. And it is the most lonely place on the face of this earth. Uh, it's just, it's a conversation you cannot get out of. You don't know which end is up. You're, you're being thrown things, you know, th things are being thrown at you that, yeah, maybe I did do that. There might be just enough truth to make me feel bad about it. And so now I'm apologizing. And once you apologize, then the floodgates open. Well, then you got to apologize for this and this and this and this and this. And it's this ongoing thing hours into the night. Um, and it's a nightmare. 
you know, another example, I had gotten home from, from work and I parked in the garage and his car was scooted really close to mine. And I'm trying to squeeze between the driver's door and my driver's door and his driver's door to get out of my, my van. And he happened to walk into the garage right at that time from the house. And when he did, I just, I'm, I'm like squished between the two mirrors right at that moment. And I said, hey, honey, I said, can you scoot your car over a little bit? Well, that's all it took. Right then and there, he stormed back into the house, slammed the door, went out in the backyard and stomped around in the backyard for 10 or 15 minutes because I had hurt his feelings so much. So when you're with a covert narcissist, one of the things I say is you never know what's going to set them off. I could have said that and he could have said, oh, yeah, you're right, and scooted it over. You know, half the time, that's the reaction I would get. But the other half of the time, I get this big blow-up reaction. So you never know. So you never feel safe. You never feel like, you know, even to ask him, you know, hey, can you take the trash out? You never know whether that's going to be an okay question or not. So you reach a point where you just don't ask him for any help. You don't ask him for anything because it's just not worth it. You do it all yourself. So now what? You know, I get asked a lot of times in uh, working with victims is, okay, I recognize I'm in a relationship with a covert narcissist. What do I do now? You know, what do I do next? And so I'm going to give you my answer from that interview here. And it is something also that we are going to talk about so much more. So at the end of this episode, I'm going to preview some stuff that is coming up. So stick around and I'll see you then. So after discovering that you're dealing with a narcissist, you get completely overwhelmed in what do I do now? You know, what do I, how do I fix this? How do I, you're so relieved to finally have a name on it. Any victim I've ever talked to when they finally recognize they're not alone because somebody's written books about it. So clearly this exists. So you don't feel so isolated. You don't feel so alone, but you do feel incredibly overwhelmed because what do I do now? So there's there's different scenarios, of course, whether you have kids, whether you don't have kids, if your kids are, are older, if they're younger, um, are you financially stable, you know, independently financially stable. There's so many factors involved. And, and when you're dealing with a covert narcissist, you're typically not in physical danger. So it's not the situation where you've got women who are running for their lives in the middle of the night, you know, grabbing their kids and running for their safety. That is totally different. Anybody living in physical abuse, you know, the threat of physical abuse, get out. That is, that is a totally different story. With a covert narcissist, though, you've got more time to kind of think through what is the best path. In order to get to where you can do that, though, you've got to start a healing journey. You can't get um, you can't get to where the point where you're ready to comfortably walk away if you haven't started some of that healing inside you. So recognizing the damage, my first my first goal was to identify it. Why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? You know what's going on on a daily basis in my life that has these thoughts going through my head, and then getting a hold of those thoughts. Um, so working with a therapist, a life coach, any of those are great options. Read, read, read. There's so much information out there. Um, read the read the blogs and watch the videos, listen to the podcast, all of that to gain more knowledge so that you can have more tools in your toolbox. And then take the steps, the steps of getting financially independent, start a path. You know, um, for me, I, I opened a martial arts school and, and was able to start that path of getting financially independent. Identify where you are with your kids. Where's, where's their life in all of this? How will it be affected? And, and so you've got a lot of decisions to make, but you make them one day at a time. You don't have to answer for 10 years down the road today.
You don't have to decide. You know, my relief for me was I didn't have to decide today whether I was leaving my marriage or not. That, that question, just put it aside. I don't have to answer that yet. I can just decide what I need to do today. What is my next, my, my next right step? Maybe it's counseling. Maybe it's time with my children. Maybe it's independent time with, for me to go self-heal. Take whatever is the next right step and do it one step at a time. So the advice I give to people who are coming in this group day one, you know, I know you're overwhelmed. I know that. Take it one step at a time. Read one article at a time. Don't try to to take on more than you can handle right now. Don't try to make decisions, you know, massive, huge decisions while you're still in the midst of trying to make sense out of this. Make small decisions, you know, small decisions that say, today I am not going to let his reactions affect me. Today, take one day and take care of yourself. And then that one day can grow. It can become two days. It can become three days. But don't try to look at it as, what do I do with the rest of my life? You're, the rest of your life is one day at a time. So, so my advice is, you know, get with a life coach, get with a therapist, get into the, some of these online groups. And, the, the, you know, I've got Patreon accounts set up. And so get in there and start reading and join these memberships where you can... Um, you can learn and grow with other people who are going through this and taking it one step at a time. I hope you enjoyed that interview and found it to be helpful. I plan this fall, I'll be bringing in some guests uh, onto this podcast where I can interview them or they can interview me and we can start some more conversation scenarios. So just know that that is coming and I'm super excited about it. So the last question that I get asked a lot and got asked in that interview is where can I find you? You know, people do ask is, is where can I get help from you? How can I, how can I benefit from what you offer? So I want to just give you a breakdown right here. So podcasting, obviously, this is one of my newest endeavors and one that I am thoroughly enjoying. I also run a Facebook group. That's kind of where all this started. It's a face, a closed Facebook group called Covert Narcissism Group. We've got over 51,000 people in that group. And these are victims of covert narcissism, victims also of, of narcissism, trying to understand covert narcissism. So come on in and find that group if, if that fits for you and something that you need. I also have a Facebook group for divorcing a covert narcissist if you are in that process. I've also got a Facebook group called Parenting with a Toxic Partner. And this is specific for parenting. If you are living that nightmare of trying to parent with a covert narcissist, please go find that group. You can um, look me up on my website. I've got a website at www.covertnarcissism.com. On that website, you can join the email list. That's probably the best way to get access to all of our information is through our email list. I also have a Patreon account. If you're familiar with that app, this is an account where you can get worksheets. You can get um, some like blog posts, you can get access to all my podcasts and YouTube videos. All of that is kind of in one place on Patreon. So that's kind of a, just a general overview of where all I am and what all I have out there. I also have a brand new group coaching session that is coming. Um, not brand new. I've done these before, but, but a new one that's about to start. It's, we're looking to start this at the beginning of August. So if you are interested, please reach out to me. You can send me an email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, -E, at covertnarcissism.com. That email will come directly to me, and I can get you set up on our group coaching session. We do these through Zoom, and uh, very healing, very helpful. It's a support group that then is there for you. We're a place where you are safe to open up. 
about what's going on and I'm safe to, to ask your questions and, and to find the answers and support you are looking for. So I hope that that, um, that wraps it up for today, but I hope that you found this all helpful and I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are C-N-G as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.